This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Welcome to First Class Counselors, where we give counselors insider tips and advice on how to make a camper summer the best it can be. And whether you are brand new to the camp world or you have a few years under your belt, self-improvement and a growth mindset is built into the DNA of every great counselor, or dare we say it, every first class counselor. Yes, my name is Oliver. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm the executive director at Camp Winona YMCA in Leon Springs, Florida. My name is Matt Wilfred, pronouns are he, him, and I'm the director of overnight programs at Campfire Circle Rainbow Lake. All right. What's today's topic? No phone, no problem. I guess it's kind of what we're trying to talk about today because the modern world has always tried to find its way into camp. As the world progresses, camp has been a refuge from these world pressures of computers and cell phones and technology. Um, with that being said, we've also seen these things try to make their way into camp. In the 90s and early 2000s, a lot of camps try to introduce coding. You could go to a session in coding as a camper and maybe learn how to design a website or something like that. But alas, the world has grown a little bit and the invention and the Im- <clears throat> and the influence of phones has changed the story, not just for camp, but the entire world. That connection that a phone provides can foster connection between you and somebody else on the other side of the world, but also it can struggle the conversation that you're trying to have with someone who's right in front of you. And that connection can get hurt. And a person can only be in so many places at once. So how do we get staff to do it? How do we get our 18 or 16 year old staff members to put the phone down for a little bit, be present and enjoy camp, but also be a first class counselor. So that's what we're going to dive in today. Uh, How to handle not having your phone for the next six to 10 weeks. So Matt, talk a little bit about your experience with this as well and your feelings when it comes to phones at camp. It, it's really interesting. The The camp world has changed over the past years and, and the pandemic has, has certainly changed it even more. But, you know, I worked at a camp, well, I was a, a camp counselor when, you know, smartphones were kind of becoming a thing. But even earlier, I remember how I had like the double flip phone and that was super cool. You could flip it one way and it was a regular phone. The other way, it was like a, a QWERTY keyboard. Um, so I, I definitely didn't have the same like pressures and, and like you said, kind of the, the, like the psychosocial stuff that's going on with, with phones that are, that counselors that our listeners here are, are working with today. Um, but I, but I feel it too, right? Like I get stuck scrolling sometimes. I, you know, I, I get, um, I would say my, my relationship with my phone is tumultuous at best, um, sometimes. And, and, and I get how it interferes with these social connections. And, and in the camp world, I mean, I, I've seen it done a bunch of different ways at, at the four different camps that I've worked at. Um, one was where we had to leave our staff, our, our phones in the staff lounge. Uh, another was, um, we only had our phones available at night and they were away during the day. Another camp was we literally, 
lost them for the entire week. Like the, the director took them and locked them up and put them in the office for the entire week and you got it back on closing day. And um, now where, where I'm at, we, we let people have their phones and we talk about appropriate phone use. So I've seen it done a bunch of different ways. So the, the point of this episode for you is that no matter what your camp policy is, we're going to talk about your cell phone and camp. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the, the benefits of, of why um, putting your phone away or having it less is actually really great for being a counselor and for yourself as a person. And we'll talk about if you're camp allows phones. What does that relationship look like? And and um, what does it look like in the context of working with kids who are like, they were born in the social media age, right? And and um, like anything at camp, it's an opportunity for us to, to role model healthy behavior when it comes to technology. So um, it's, it's a very interesting world that you, our listeners, um, have found yourself in, in camp's history. So we're going to try to navigate those waters knowing that A, you as a, a camp counselor don't necessarily have a say in the policy of the camp that you're, you're working with. Um, so we want to be helpful no matter what. Um, but B, the whole mindset around cell phones is something that we, we should think about and have a really intentional conversation. So I'm, I'm excited uh, to dive into this episode with you, Oliver. All right. Yeah, no, I think it's such an exciting thing. And I think it's a hot topic for camp directors too. And it has been for uh, for a few years and things got a little bit, you know, covered during COVID, you know, there was kind of one big topic everyone was talking about, but this was probably one of the most serious conversations or one of the more serious conversations camps were having pre-COVID. And I think it's going to be something that will start getting introduced back into camps. And, you know, how do camps want to handle this? Um, and I don't want to say it's a, is it a battle they pick or is it a battle they kind of lean away from? But uh, as they go down that road, it's going to be a huge conversation topic as camps, I think, are kind of getting back on the feet um, in the new camp world. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why putting your phone down is still a priority, whether your phone, your camp allows phones or doesn't allow phones. Uh, there is still a little bit of a goal here for you to put your phone down while at summer camp. So when you are putting that phone down, there's a couple of things that I really want to emphasize. And the number one one I want to get right off the bat is it is about camper and counselor safety. And it's one of the big things that camps are worried about when it comes to phones, right? A lot of times we'll go into a childcare facility or even a camp and you'll see very simple warning whenever it comes to even bathroom facilities, right? No phones or pictures are allowed to be taken in these areas. So right off the bat, we're just talking about how to make sure child sexual harassment, child sexual abuse, all of those things are being avoided because phones have the ability to do things that are highly inappropriate. So you do need to be careful about the fact that you have what is essentially a weapon against keeping these children safe in your pocket at all times. Be careful. Make sure that if you do have your phone on you, you're using it in appropriate manners um, and that you know other people are doing the same, right? If you see other staff who might be taking their phone out in areas or facilities that it really shouldn't be, make sure you say something, do something about it. Uh, the next part of this, really, really important as far as that camper and counselor safety is just making sure that um, your phone is away. Right. Don't have your phone out all the time because you're not present and you wouldn't be able to take care of things that are happening around camp. So those are really my two big emphases when it comes to camper and counselor safety. It's not just for your camper safety, but for your safety as well, that you're making sure you're managing your phone use properly. So, um, Matt, I think you kind of dive in on some of these premises of how 
the mindset should be when you have your phone around you. And can you talk a little bit about that? Right. And and I guess this is kind of to advocate a little bit for that perspective. If, if you are working at a camp that doesn't have, that, that doesn't allow you to even have your phone, there's some reasons why behind it. And some are, some are very uh, tangible, like camper and counselor safety. Oliver talked about, you know, photo sharing and whatnot, but also supervision, right? You're not going to be on your phone when you're belaying a kid on the rock wall or trying to supervise them at the waterfront because you're literally not doing the thing you need to do to keep them safe. Um, but in a less like tangible sense, um, we've talked about this on the podcast a lot about the, the camper first mindset that you need to have while you're working at camp and remembering that we we want these campers to feel like they're the most important thing in the world and um not just to you but that you're watching out for them and you're looking out for those special things that they're doing i i say all the time um somebody once said to me that the job of a great camp staff is to help a, a child realize the amazing things that they're doing to like to show them, to hold up a mirror and show them the really cool parts about themselves. And you, you know, it's harder to do that when your noticing abilities are hindered by you getting distracted by your phone, whether it's a text. And, and some of these things are for good reasons. Like I'm not going to say that phones aren't helpful and useful tools, but in the context of, of being a great support to our campers, they definitely get in the way. Um, especially when not used properly. And the focus on your campers and even your coworkers' well-being is really important. And that noticing ability, the ability to not be, you know, changing your um your your focus every five minutes, every ping, every vibrate of your phone, it's huge. You're gonna notice things that you didn't before when you just like watch campers play, or better yet, when you play with them. Um, and you're not gonna like get in the middle of a soccer game and then stop because you got a text or because you're getting a call, right? So the the benefit of and why some people ask to put phones away is because just of the pure distraction factor from a safety one, but also from you know that 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 camper first mindset. Let's move into our next topic, which is just keeping this connection to the world. Obviously, if you're putting your phone away and in our modern world, we're keeping our phones on us almost all the time and we're ready for those messages, right? I don't think I can go an hour without someone wondering why hasn't Oliver messaged me back nowadays? So (laughs) how are we supposed to do this for months during the summer or maybe a week before you really get on your phone to answer maybe some of those emails or texts that people are sending you or, you know, getting your snap score back up to speed. So uh, Matt... You are excellent, I think, at teaching this topic. So please, what are some ways to help us stay connected to the world outside of camp? First of all, I like, Oliver, the low-key brag that you started that with being like, well, people, if I didn't respond in an hour, people would be so worried. It's because you got so many friends. I, I get it. Oh, hold on. How that nice. Is, <laughs> so the people who are trying to get a hold of me are typically like my boss, my mom. Um, <laughs> if my cat could text me, uh, my cat would definitely be trying to text me. Where, why is there no food in the bowl? Why right. have you been outside of the house all day? Where are my pets? That, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, and, and it's interesting. Like I, I think about my relationship to my phone even as a camp director when I'm on camp um, and and I I think developing healthy tech use and healthy boundaries when it comes to this uh, cell phones at camp is really important and I think 
what you go into the summer with, the mindset and the intention that you go into your summer with is almost as important as the like the rules you have for yourself or the camp rules when it comes to when you're at camp. So um, I've definitely said this before, but letting people know that you're working at camp. I, I've seen some people, some directors, um, I think Beth and Travis Allison, Camp Hacker, Camp Code, you know, they always encouraged uh, us when we were their, their staff to put a little like post on Instagram, like your last post on Instagram before the summer is like, I'm at camp this summer. You might not hear from me. This is how you can get in touch. And maybe there's like a phone number or an email or whatever. Um, and just making sure that you, like you, people know, like you're, and I, I noticed this with counselors that I work with. Sometimes they're like, well, my, my, my parents, they need to get a hold of me. Like they, they need to do this. And I said, well, I get it. I get it. Things come up. You family needs, you're worried about people's health during the pandemic. I, I get all of those things. And, um, we're going to give you, at least our policies are at, at, camp is that we're going to give you that time. It's just not while you're looking after kids. And if something is truly urgent, they can call the camp office. So maybe your camp has a policy like that where they can call the camp office to like get a hold of you if it was an emergency. Um, different policies for different camps. The other thing that I can suggest is if, because sometimes you're going to be at a camp where you don't have cell service, like you, you just cannot access the internet or your texts and it, it happens. Um, so a, a suggestion that I have is if you know when your time off is going to be when, if you have like a three day break or something like that, or it's weekends, even to find a friend at home that will be like your advocate. Maybe, maybe when you go out, you're going to buy them a, a, a beverage of some sort for the work that they're going to do being your personal assistant a little bit. But you know, if, if, um, Oliver was my friend at home, I would say, Hey, Oliver, I'm, I'm going away for the summer, but if our friends make plans, um, these are the weekends I'm free. Can you advocate for me? Because I, I still want to see you. I just won't be able to make those plans. So having a friend help be your advocate in that sense, um, I think is, is my, my big point in like staying connected to the, to the outside world. But to counter that a little bit, I would say just don't forget to embrace the world that you're in this summer, just like, um, it's well, it's kind of the opposite. Like your your friends and your family and those people will be there for you when camp is over. When the, the two to four months you're at camp is over, they'll be there for you. Who won't be there for you in person will be your camp friends, right? This is the opportunity, your real life opportunity to to hang out with those camp people. Sure, you'll be able to connect with them online, but what a cool place like camp to to connect with those people. You know, I remember all of the like late night, like the games. I, I think I talked about Up Pong or Sorry Baby, the game my friend and I made up um, on the podcast. Maybe I'll make it as my eggle someday if we didn't. But like we made that up because we weren't on our phones. We just like had ping pong paddles around table and time on our hands. And we made up this awesome game that I still play today. Um, and, and just, you won't get opportunities like that, um, very often in the non camp world. So just don't forget to, while you're trying to connect with the outside world, embrace with the inside world a little bit too. Yeah. Personally, Matt, you've just made me think one is when you leave for camp, it should be like the beginning of the Titanic when Jack gets on the boat and they're waving to everybody on shore when the Titanic leaves hopefully different ending. Um, right. <laughs> but then at the, at the same point, right. When you like before summer even starts, have your like landing date, like this is the date that I am going to be back into right. the world 
right? Tell that one friend or send out a calendar invite or like a fancy like email invitation or text invitation, whatever you want to do that says, hey, you guys, just want you know, on August 12th um, of 2023 will be the like Matt homecoming. And <laughs> we're all going to get together. We're going to have a grand old time. We're all going to celebrate and be bang back. I'm going to photo dump you all of what my summer was like um, and like tell all these amazing stories. Um, and it make it something that maybe your friends look forward to. And then the fun part during the summer is you send your friends Easter eggs. You'd be like, Hey, just want to let you like FYI friends. This is a story that you have to ask me about when we get to the, get to the party at the end of the summer. Um, you know, um, ask me about the kid who threw up in bed, in bed at two o'clock in the morning. It's <laughs> wild. You're not going to believe it. Um, and then you get to spill the tea and have a lot of fun with your friends at the end of the summer and, and get to explain those things. I think some other things that are really important is this is crazy, but I bring up letters all the time. I'm not the best at writing them, but I feel as though like if you can write letters home and if you maybe even send like three or four letters in the summer to a friend, a family member, someone who matters to you, right? That can kind of a little bit of consistency where they start to look forward to them during the summer, right? It's a way that you're staying connected and they may even send letters back, right? And I think because we don't get them, because they don't happen as often as we do in our, in our modern world, that every letter is a bill. Everything is a piece of marketing. Like that's just what mail is today. Um, I, I think that if you're writing some, not even heartfelt, but just letters to friends that show you took the time to sit down and thought about them and wrote this like one page, um, part of your life towards them. I think that just has so much meaning. And if you do it two or three times or four times in a summer, um, you could maybe like foster even deeper connection with your friends because to them, that's you saying, Hey, you matter. Like in all of this summer where I'm not texting people, I'm not emailing people. I'm still finding the time to sit down at swim while my kids are swimming. And I'm just sitting on the beach observing them to write this letter to you and let you know how my summer is going. Uh, you still get your phone some nights, like Matt said. So don't worry. Like you can still catch up with people on those nights um, when you have it. And I think you need to know that FOMO goes both ways. Like you're going to be sitting there and you're going to feel disconnected to the real world. But also, I think your friends are going to miss you. And you can, if you have true friends, you'll always be able to go back to them. They'll be waiting for you when you get there and they'll be excited for your stories. Right. And I think that's why when camp is over, and you run into an old camp friend that you haven't seen in a long time, you're able to sit down with them and have that conversation. Like you were back at camp the other day. Like it doesn't feel like you've been separated that long. So when you get those friends and you stay connected to them, that FOMO goes both ways. They're hopefully missing you at camp. Um, it's not like they're just forgetting about you. Um, they may have busy lives, they may have crazy things going on, but they're not, they're not leaving you behind, but you're going to be just fine. You'll get them. So, uh, let's go on to talking about a little bit about the benefits, right? You put your phone down. How are you gonna, How are you doing better because your phone's not in your hands anymore? Because we, we've kind of hinted at it in some places, but let's emphasize some of those things. Uh, and I really want to emphasize one thing that, you know, there's a lot of things that are on top of the list, but this is one that I've noticed that I think is really significant with the, especially my staff right now is... I've noticed that my staff have started being able to separate things that are important versus unimportant moments. And what I mean by that is that FOMO that I just talked about 
they're able to look at what's going on in their life and evaluate it and go, oh man, no, like my life is special. Like I'm doing something I feel matters or I'm a part of something bigger than myself or I'm appreciating these moments that I'm living in where I'm helping a kid tie their shoes or I am helping a kid learn to shoot a bow or I'm um, or I'm with my camp friends and we are like struggling to start a campfire together five minutes before opening campfire starts. Um, are we going to get there? I don't know, but we're going to, we're doing this together. And those moments start to become infinitely more valuable to them. And they start to realize that, and this is not saying that the only thing that happens at home is these things, but they're starting to realize that maybe like a chill session on the couch at home or watching an episode, like a binge watching a series of Netflix with a friend, um, you know, is not as bad as, or, or sorry, is not as grand or, of a thing to be missing out at the end of the day. And I think that's so important is, is this ability to start emphasize or identifying where these important, important moments are and how special they truly are. And I think that's such a great thing that happens when you get to have that no phone summer. Um, <clears throat> and we've talked about that ability to be present. And I think it comes from that, right? Like you're in those moments, you're not off in a way somewhere else. And I think when you leave camp, you get to leave with that as well. Uh, and I know, Matt, like that was something that you've always emphasized uh, about that ability to be present and what it can do. Is there anything there that you want to highlight? I, I just think about myself on a canoe trip. And I, I went last summer with a group of friends and I just like didn't bring my phone. Or I, I just came back from a, a two-week vacation and I was in, I think last episode I might have talked about it a bit, but I was in BC and I just didn't bring my laptop and I, I had my phone, but I didn't I didn't do the Rome like home data. My my partner did it on her phone, so I just didn't have data. And I downloaded you know a game or two to you know for those long ferry rides or just for those in between moments. But I, I really like put my phone down, and um, it was just a good break. I, I think we we be, become so habitual with our phones, um, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit coming up. But just kind of breaking that habit and just being curious about the world around me. And, um, you know, I, I, it's weird when I'm on the bus, when I was on the bus in, in, in BC, when I was traveling around, I, I looked at the advertisements on the bus and I was like, wait, what, like, what's the story that they're trying to tell or like, what does this business need? And, um, what, who would use this support service that it's offering? And, um, it was, it was just interesting to use my brain like that when, um, our phones, are there almost like to tell us answers or to give us, to give us answers, to give us like definitive statements. Um, think about like asking Siri to uh, answer a question when you're in a debate with a friend. Sometimes it's more fun actually just to like live in the uncertainty of that and change up how you're doing the mindset. And, um, and then going back to the canoe trip, like seeing appreciation and beauty in, in nature and the world around you, it, and being able to focus on that again, that curiosity, um, for me is, is a, a huge mentally healthy part of putting my phone down. And, um, I, I mean, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. I like the, you talk about seeing those advertisements and you're wondering about what they're trying to, the story they're trying to portray. Cause I think one of the positive things of not having your phone is, um, you start to realize the more subtle things in life. Uh, when you're on your phone, especially scrolling, 
you are watching people who are overacting, right? They're trying to emphasize their point. They're trying to make it very clear to you. Um, it's definitive information, right? You ask Siri, she gives you a clear answer. Uh, when you don't have your phone on you, it, it leads you into a world of seeing the the details, right? How someone's eye flickers when they're excited about something, how they might squint when they're trying to think about something, that they might look to the right when they're imagining something, but they look to the left when they're trying to find something they already know. Like these little subtle things you start to pick up when you're not looking down at your phone and you can really be around with the people and again, being present. But also you're led into a world of discovery, right? You have to find answers for yourself where your phone could just give them the answers, right? We did a staff training about this um, once back in my early camp director days where I gave a sheet of paper that had the a list of questions to answer. And I said, hey, you guys, you have to figure these out. I'm taking your phones though. You can't have your phones. I don't want simple Google searches to make this the easiest activity you can do. And the things on there were general questions. So some of them were like, um, how tall is the Eiffel State, Eiffel Tower? Um, how many teeth does a whale have, right? Whales don't have teeth, it's a true question, right? <laughs> um, but then on the other side, I had another group and I said, hey, look, you guys, um, you guys can, um, let me see, the one, phone, one group was a phone group, one was a non-phone group, I can't remember, right. but... Um, so one group that didn't have their phone, now they have to go and problem solve, right? So they have to run around camp and they got to ask somebody like, do what kind of teeth do whales have? How many teeth does a whale have? like, right? And then someone's like, no, no, they have like these rush things and then the, the krill gets stuck in them. And then that, that's how they eat. And all of a sudden they've engaged with people. They've had to get moving. And, and it is this amazing experience of like problem solving. So I, I recommend it. If you're going to be a leadership staff member or a director this summer, and you want to emphasize the, that experience, uh, do it right. Split the two and then come back debrief afterwards and be like, Hey, what was it like to have the questionnaire done in five minutes? And then you guys sat there scrolling your phones. Cause we didn't entertain you after that. I literally said, yep, we'll finish this when both groups are done. And the group that was on their phones the whole time sat there and like, after they had answered everything, they were like, okay, cool. That's a, all right. Sweet. Someone went to the bathroom. Some of them went to get some water, you know, some self-care kind of stuff. All great. Um, but then the other group comes back from their little adventure of finding out all the answers. And it was, they were like huffing and puffing. They're like, we did it. We found, we found out whales don't have teeth. They're like, all right, cool. That's awesome. Um, but then you debrief that and you, and you almost see that the people who have their phones are like, oh, oh, that, okay. And then and it was also weird. They like try to defend it as well, but that's a great story. If you ever want to hear more about that training, um, it's a great one. But um, that's a lot about the benefits of having a no phone summer, right? Uh, getting that ability to disconnect for a little bit, not feel that pressure um, of having to be constantly answering people's questions and stuff. It, it is a huge stress relief off your shoulders. Um, but let's change it up a little bit. And as we hinted earlier in the show, some camps have started becoming more and more lenient with what their cell phone policy is. And we want to tilt into that. Not so those of you who don't allow phones on your camps, go to your camp director and go, hey, 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 hey. Other camps let their phones, right? This is not for that. <laughs> this is to help equip those counselors who may be allowed to have their phones to use them properly and to use them as 
uh, Matt is going to talk about as a tool. So let's get into that, Matt. How does this phone go from my scrolling um, stress relief separate from the world device to a legitimate tool? Mm -hmm. It's funny how when you think about phones and you think about how they've changed, they started off as a tool, right? A way to get in contact with each other. And that's it. Really, that, that was the purpose of, of a phone. Then texting came around, but that was still, it was a purpose. It was a means to communicate. Um, and then social media started and then apps started, especially ones that, that had connectivity with other people around it. And, and what has changed, and this isn't groundbreaking or anything, but, but phones use us. Our attention is currency. For a lot of for a lot of ways that phones are used, think about like Snapchat scores. They want you to stay on the app because it keeps you within reach of advertisers, right? Uh, all of the 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 purpose of these things, the overacting from YouTubers, all that is they want you to keep watching, they want you to keep focusing, and that just doesn't work with camp. Right. It doesn't, it does, like we said, it doesn't work. Um, keeping on your phone, you're always going to feel like you're missing out on something. You're never going to feel like you're getting like the full camp experience with campers and you're never going to feel like you're getting the full camp, the full social media experience. And, um, so I think just like when you have that in as a mindset, protecting yourself from that temptation. So I want to give you a, a couple of suggestions that, that have helped me personally with that. Um, you can get, a uh, there's like blocking apps out there that will literally block content. So one on my phone is block site. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes and literally for free, you can put five websites into your phone and one like content filter. Like if you're really love sports, you can content filter for sports and any sports website will be instantly blocked. But um, you know, if I'm at camp, I could block um, like Reddit, YouTube, TikTok. Um, and that would be gone. And you can also just delete the apps too, so that the only way you could go on is from your browser and then you block it from your browser. So you're just completely like not able to use it. And when I, I I've experimented with it in the last little bit and like <laughs> there was one time when I looked at my phone and I was disappointed in it that I couldn't get on any of those like scrolling services. And I was like, what is this thing? Like I, I just, and I, and I, and I put it down and I didn't use it. And I, and after I was a little bit, I was disappointed, but I was a little proud of myself for not using it in that moment. Um, putting your phone on do not disturb, make sure your all your notifications are gone. No little bubbles from your screen, no vibrate, no nothing. So that you actually have to go into the app and check the notification when, when you are allowed to do so. Um, and again, just breaking the habit of as soon as your phone buzzes for you to, you know, grab it from your pocket and check it. The, um, the, the, another tip that I would give you is get it out of your pocket and put it into your backpack. If you, or, or just put it away, put it in a locked box in the staff lounge or see if there's a place where you can put it at camp. Um, again, just gets rid of the temptation. If you feel it in your pocket, you see the little outline of it in your pants pocket, you're more likely to check it. Um, I remember reading somewhere saying like, you know, if you ever really want to show someone that you um, that you care about the conversation you're having, like you're out at a coffee shop or whatever, take your phone, don't just flip it over, put it away. Put it in your coat pocket hanging off the back of your chair and you're showing that person, hey, I'm really focused on you. And because even looking at your phone 
is going to take your attention away. It's scientifically proven to break your focus. So getting it away from you is, is just a good way to break that, um, break that, uh, the habit. The last thing I'll say here is if you have your phone and you ever pull it out in front of a camper, whether it's for a use that is good, like, um, if you have a, like a camp appropriate playlist on Spotify and you want to use it to amp up a session, um, or you're, you're answering, maybe you use a group text for your, for your staff team. Remember that you're teaching a lesson. That's Travis's, Travis Allison's grand unifying theory of camp is IAAT. I am always teaching. You are teaching a lesson to campers when you're using your phone in front of them. Right. And, um, we should be role models of healthy technology use that we're not sitting at the dining hall table scrolling instead of talking to each other because camp is about connecting in those moments. And then just the final warning of personal and professional boundaries when it comes to kids. Personally, and I, I advise people this, and I, I don't make a lot of rules, but I, I advise that I never use my phone with a camper also watching my screen. Because even if I go on like notification free, do not disturb, I have the blocking app up, you don't always have control of everything coming in on your phone, or you might not remember to put it on do not disturb. So I can't control when some of my best friends who don't work at camp and maybe are a little less camp appropriate, send me a text and it comes in and the preview reads at the top of my screen. Or even, you know, Oliver, you were talking about uh, that a YouTube video. You know, if you're on your YouTube account, your recommended videos are going to come up. And maybe it's not the most camp appropriate stuff that you want a camper to see in your like coming up videos or, or the next thing you swipe to. So just really remember because that that could get you in a, <laughs> a lot of hot water. So just really remember the lessons that you're teaching. And um, I think it's fair to say that you want to stay connected with what's going on at home. And that's totally fair. Again, though, it just can't take away from the focus of taking care, like safety wise of the campers in your care and helping them feel like they're super important to you. Yeah, no, there are so many points there that I love. Most, big one, put it in the backpack, right? And don't have it in your pocket, put it in the backpack. I think that's phenomenal. I think putting your phone away in front of people is like such a huge gesture to say like, hey, look, like I want to focus on you right now. Um, and then you can even emphasize a little bit like, uh, like if you're sitting with people, right? Not maybe not at camp, but like if you're just sitting with people and you're like out at a restaurant, like I would take my phone and be like, hey, real quick, I'm gonna get a picture. You take the picture of all of you guys together, and then you're like, all right, cool. And you put your phone away and you're like, I'm so excited to have lunch with you guys right now, right? Huh. It, and it's like, hey, I want to capture this moment, but my I'm role modeling that my phone is just a tool and it's going away so that I can enjoy that moment with you guys. You know what? If I want to post about it, if I want to put it on my social media or send it to people on Snapchat or whatever, I'll do that after the meal. I want the meal to be for us. And then afterwards, I'll do whatever social media that I want to put up. But I want to have this moment with you. And I wanted to capture it real quick. I think it's a beautiful way to maybe do it. And then uh, Matt talks a little bit more about like having your screen out in front of kids. And he's 100% right. Um, whatever could come up on your phone. Uh, I just started Camp's TikTok. And TikTok doesn't know who I was right off the bat, right? And the one thing that has been blowing my mind is the amount of inappropriate content, or at least content that I feel slightly inappropriate about, right? Um, like popping up on TikTok, trying to figure out what I like, because it doesn't have anything, I guess, to run off of right now. And it is vastly different to what I have 
like have on my Instagram reel. My Instagram like stories are people out hiking in the woods and like sports and maybe some like nerdy um Marvel stuff, which is <laughs> basically the three prong Oliver attack. Nature, sports, geek. <laughs> And that is not what was popping up on my TikTok. So it was, well, not my TikTok, but the camp TikTok, which is crazy because I would feel like it shouldn't be that way. But unfortunately, that's what it was. And um, I don't know how to change that algorithm. Hopefully, it's starting to recognize that camp is a wholesome place that does not need <laughs> some of those things that were popping up. Um, but yeah, no, Matt is 100% right. You have no idea what's going to pop up in your phone at any point in time. And it might just be like that one thing that your phone at that moment or you know the algorithm says let's throw up something random right now see if it catches see if we can get them to fall into this other world of tiktok or instagram that we have so yeah great points matt um and i'd like to emphasize it too if your camp is allowing you phone is allowing your phone there is still such a thing as too far right like your camp is not allowing you to have your phone so you can just sit there on instagram all day like we were just talking about but it's a tool like Matt was saying. So they might be asking you to take pictures around camp because you might be from a smaller camp and they're one photographer or no photographer, the camp director who has their phone uh, can't get around and get pictures of every single kid to make parents happy. Uh, and, and it's just an emphasis, right? Like if you have that phone and your camp director is asking you to take those photos, it's important because those photos of those kids are things that their parents want to recognize their kid is healthy and having fun. They're not looking for you to get like the best marketing photos for them. They're looking for you to have proof of life that the child is, is doing well at camp. So, you know, <laughs> quick face shots, like have the kids pose and smile. Like those little photos go so far for parents. Um, and you never know, you might, you might be the one who's lucky enough to take a picture of a kid that the parents will then make their screensaver photo. Like I, that's what I challenge my staff to do is like, can you get that like screensaver photo? Because a screensaver photo is not the kid like playing soccer. It's usually the kid just sitting there like smiling um, <laughs> for the camera. And that's all they, that's all parents want at the end of the day. So, you know, maybe you're that person who's taking those photos. The next one is it's for emergency procedures. Um, when I started changing my policy to say staff can have their phone, the biggest thing for me was saying, oh, I feel like I would be a dumb person to take away one of the best forms of communication in our modern world in the case of an emergency. Like at camp, we emphasize how important it is to have this disconnection and not have phones. But then I thought, man, what would it feel like to explain to a parent that I wasn't able to get a hold of somebody in an emergency because my camp has a policy that I'm supposed to keep my phone away. And I, that thought, that's the thought process of that conversation of like, oh man, letting my staff members have their phones on them means that we could respond quicker to an emergency that could potentially either save a camper's life or their health and well-being. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, for me, that that was the winning argument across the board. So recognize that that's maybe why your camp is saying, yeah, keep your phone on you because if there is an emergency, we want you to be able to get help as soon as possible. Um. I think too, is if your camp is allowing you to have your phones, you're going to be using them for communication and not communication, just like to make a general phone call or something like that. When you're talking about emergency procedures, but group chats, right? You're going to have the boys side group chat or the girls side group chat or the West side group chat, the East side group chat or the leadership group chat or the, um, 
directors only group chat, whatever it might be, there will be a group chat and it's a challenge because this is where you get your clicks forming. Someone gets left out. Um, maybe you're having conversations on those group chats that really should be going to the director or someone above you. And you guys are trying to solve what is a bigger problem on your own. It, that is honestly one of the number one things that scares me about allowing staff to have their phones is when their communication is getting um, put in and condensed into those group chats and not making its way out. Um, I've a hundred percent seen, you know, some bullying and some like misconduct on like group Snapchats where like people aren't allowed in them. They're taking pictures that I don't want to say inappropriate, but like typically have captions that are a hundred percent bullying. Right. And just because that photo fades and disappears, you know, um, on Snapchat or is apparently supposed to, it doesn't mean that it's actually going to go completely away. And I think that's really important is especially with our counselor's generation and having this world of online bullying so present, we forget that, you know, these exclusive groups that we're creating to communicate more effectively around camp are leaning into that bullying. So I think you guys have to be really careful in those categories. Um, and then after summer, if you are actively using your phone in front of campers, they're going to discover that you have social media. They're going to try and follow you after summer. And I just want to emphasize, don't let your campers follow you. Um, make your make your account private. That's for your own personal safety. There is nothing dumber than having a bunch of like even like 16, 17 year olds trying to follow you, let alone like 12, yeah. 13 year olds who are following your social media. Like don't allow it to happen. Don't allow it to happen. Um, yeah. So that's that's my points right there for if your camp does have your phone on you or does allow you to have your your phone on you. So just be careful um, and pay attention to those things and use it as a tool. I think Matt really emphasized that and um, making sure that you're going overboard. Use those blocking apps. I know, Matt, you once um, gave me the advice of an app that I think allowed you to grow trees if you like stayed off of social media for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Um, and I had that one for a while. I had a little forest growing. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it might've been discontinued or I just forgot about it or got a new phone or, and disappeared, but it's a good one. If you, if I'll, you're all I'll find, it, I'll find it. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But with that being said, let's start. We're talking about tools. Um, our pretty close thing is we have the Eggle time, which is ever growing, ever learning. Uh, it's a trick, a tip, a game or a song for counselors to use to be better every day. Um, Matt, what do you got for us? I guess it's kind of ironic that I'm going to suggest a website, uh, but this is a great example of how a tool can, uh, your phone can be a tool uh, for, for excitement and fun. And one of my favorite things to do, <laughs> this makes me a weird person, I guess, is um, I love taking like dumb games or games around camp and making a bracket. I love competition. And this summer I, just in our staff lounge, I, uh, during a staff meeting one day, I said, Hey, who would be into like a one round air hockey tournament? We have an air hockey table in our staff lounge and a bunch of people put their hand up, but I had a, an odd number of people. So it was, uh, it was really confusing about how to make a bracket to make it actually work so that, you know, how do you, who do you give a buy to? How do you, how do you calculate all that? And there's a website that does it for you. It's called challenge, 
like challenge, but with uh, an O instead of an A after the L's, I'll post in the show notes. But you literally just put the names in a bracket. You talk about like, do you want a double elimination bracket or a single elimination bracket? And it'll do all the work for you and make the bracket. So I just put people's names in and then I just copied onto a whiteboard what it said on my phone. And then... um Bada boom, bada bang. I had a bracket. So if you ever want to, you're having a group party and you, you want to just do like a, a, a funny game or something like that, you need a bracket. That is a great piece of software. Yeah. Probably super useful if you're doing like an evening program or something like that as well. Just, be yeah. like, oh shoot, we need a bracket, right? Yeah. There we go. Um, <clears throat> I'm a pretty cheap person. So uh, I remember back when I was in college, we had career fairs or event fairs or whatever it might have been. Um, and you would go through and you get to see all the booths. Um, now you can go in there and potentially find something that is a camp job. You can find things that aren't camp jobs in there. But number one, and this is the cheapskate part of me, there's free stuff. They got yeah. little knickknacks. They got squishy balls. They got highlighters and pen. Oh, it is a treasure trove of free things that you can go in there and get. Um, and uh, although it is a little bit like, eh, I'm going to take your pen and I'm not even interested in this job. Uh, <laughs> might be a little bit on the dark side, but uh, they know what's at up. the end Car- of the day. <laughs> Career fair people know the what the, the day, deal is. You get some, they know they have to know, right? That's why some of them are smart and they just have candy. I'm still taking some candy, but at the, at the end of the day, like if you got the little foam squishy ball things or like a nice koozie, <laughs> Or like stick, I do stickers. I, I have a big old like bag of stickers that I bring that you can put on water bottles and stuff because I use them in the summer as well for other things. But yeah, um, but yeah I think career fairs are great. Not only that, um, but maybe there is a job that you are interested in the future and you can go up to them and be like, hey, look, my man or uh, my, my woman or my recruiter or whoever you might be. Um, I'm interested in this job one day, but I don't, I'm not going to do it immediately. Can you tell me how I can take the job I currently have as a summer camp counselor and make sure that it transfers into skills and uh, knowledge that you want me to have in order to have this job, right? Right. Um, So that when I walk into this at the end of senior year and you're really looking for somebody, I can fill your needs. So um, those are all great ways to do it, but also career fairs, free stuff. Great. So if you enjoyed that uh, advice of thievery, and today's show in general, uh, we would be so grateful if you could leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Your ratings and reviews not only tell us we like and don't like about the show, but it helps boost our rankings and helps more people discover the show. And please don't forget that you can find our show notes. We put a couple of things in there from this show at gocamp.pro slash FCC. And don't forget to check out all of the other GoCamp Pro podcasts out there. You can do it at gocamp.pro slash podcast. There we go. And thanks for listening, friends. And remember, camp is camp and camp's all good. First Class Counselors is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.